the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments, and your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, our our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and invest conservatively. People have seen this now with, with with the financial crisis in 2008 and 9. And also recently with the coronavirus, and it it shows the need to diversify, to protect your assets, have a plan to deal with risk. So, so, so we're going to talk some about that today. We're going to talk about where the world's going. We're talk about other issues with retirement here today on the show. Uh, The, you know, basically this is the uh, February, March, April. Wait, February, March, April. Uh, you know, we're going on the fourth month of, of, of this crisis and uh, with, with the uh, Chinese coronavirus. It, it, we talk, you know, I was going through some, uh, some um, old notes just to look at them, and, and we were discussing this back as they were evacuating the, the Americans out of Wuhan and just saying this is a problem. We were talking about this in January, warning you that the, that the coronavirus, this thing was much more serious than people thought. And, uh, and and here we are today, uh, you know, in the world's uh, dramatically different, completely changed world. And I, and I think it's going to continue to be, and we're going to try to talk about this some here on the show today. You know, what happens? Where do we go from here? Uh, and there's just a lot of moving parts. It, 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 it's really kind of surprising how, how this is, has turned out Uh one of the things that's been really surprising is a couple things. The lockdown and the shutdown of the economy is a huge problem. And one of the things that's been most dispiriting about this is I think it's been handled pretty well overall. A couple things. I have been shocked by our inability as a country to pull together. I, I, I think that the 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 difference in 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 beliefs in thoughts is, is just gigantic out there. Uh, if the country, if we're threatened by a, a pandemic and we can't pull together, and everything comes down to politics, it, it's going to be a tough road going forward. And, and that appears to really have been the case with this. It, it's you know I. I it's shocking if you listen to ABC or, or MSNBC or CNN or the Washington Post, the New York Times, everything revolves around Donald Trump. Every, I, you know, the, the people are terrified that the hydrochloroquine is, is going to work and save people's lives because President Trump recommended it. I mean, it, 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 it's pretty pathetic. Uh, you know, if I'm in the middle of a pandemic and my worst enemy comes up with a, a cure, I'm going to be thrilled or talks about it. And, and yet they're so just distraught with Donald Trump. And and, and I, I think Donald Trump is just, I, I think he is just who they're projecting their hatred of, of actually the working people in this country on. And I, I, I think they despise the, the American people. 
in many cases in working people in this country if in their, for their beliefs. Uh, and so this is going to take a while to work through. Uh, I, 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 so Sunday I was at church, and, and you know, it was uh, – you know, our, our priest, Father Michael, he was discussing, you know, he was just so disappointed that they, they shut down the churches. He couldn't believe that the churches were shut down. He, he, he felt like there was never in, you know, in almost history, uh, for almost virtually never a time that the church has been, had been shut down for that long. And, and I think he had a point. Uh, you know, maybe you can't have full services, but the idea that churches should be closed what, what was shocking, and, and fortunately, President Trump has come through and has reopened the churches. Now, we have the social distance, you know, people wearing masks, uh, you know, at least coming into church, and uh, they were, you know, things were spread out, and maybe you have to have more services to, to, to get more people, you know, so you can have more people attend services, you spread it out. But, but I mean, these are very important things that we have to deal with, and, 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 and you know the uh, he, he was he couldn't believe that that the Walmart and Target were opened up and, and the churches were shut down and I think it's a good point. So so we're dealing with a lot of issues like that. How do we open up the country? Up a lot of division on this. There's some good news here. Uh, President Trump tossed it back to the states. So we have 50 different states opening up different ways. Well, you go, oh, Ted, this is a disaster. No, it's not. This is what you want to see happen. You got this is this is this is our federal uh, system where we have where we have the different states. The power is disseminated to the states. Well, if some state screws up badly, all the other 49 states see the mistake made and they can correct it. If we come out with one national policy and it's the wrong policy, it's it's an absolute disaster. And so it does by having 50 states doing 50 different things, it, it allows us to pick out the best the best ideas that states came up with, the best programs, the best reopening, the, the best ways to get the economy going. And it allows us to go, uh-oh, whoa, there was a mistake made here. We don't want to make that mistake there. So I, I, I'm not as big. I think that was very smart of President Trump to do that, to set the reopening for the states. And now we're seeing states reopen. The economy is starting to reopen. And, and and over time, people are going to become more comfortable going out. And yes, there is a risk, but there's a risk in everything. You know, we have to understand we have to move forward as a country, and I think we're starting to do that. And so it's just it's going to take time. Now, what we've seen is a couple a couple thoughts in here. You know, where do we go from here? And, and that's what I'm going to discuss. There's a lot of big trends all crashing in at the same time. We have the coronavirus we're dealing with. We have the, the situation in China, which we're going to expand upon. We've been talking about this for three or four years, probably five years now. Actually, it's been probably five, six years, uh, the dangers of China. People have woken up to China. Some big developments coming out of China this week, which we're going to be discussing. I mean, really, we seem to be moving into a Cold War, another Cold War, Instead of with Russia, it's China this time. And, and so, what, what are the implications of that? We're gonna we're gonna go over that. Also, market markets recovered. Uh, the I'm looking at the uh, at some of the, the charts here. Uh, good recovery. So, where do we go from here? Uh, particularly, the Nasdaq uh, is, has recovered quite a bit, and I have some interesting thoughts on that. Uh, and then, how do we open up? How do we progress from here? Do we have another do we have another wave? Uh, where, where do we go from here? And, and, and so I want to kind of expound upon some of those things here in a minute. Uh, but before I do, a couple thoughts. Uh, the Max Out Savings Show, uh, you can listen anywhere in the world by Googling uh, AM 1070, The Answer, or KNTH 1070. Uh, hit the Listen Live button. You can also catch our podcast. We've got a lot of people listening to podcasts. Just go to the go to the, uh, the station's website, hit podcasts, and we're right there. Uh, we've got a lot of people listening there. And also, you can participate by going to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free newsletter. I've got to get one out this week, first part of the week. I want to get that done. Uh, really, where do we go from here? Some big changes, which I'm going to talk about here, some some shifting we're doing, uh, kind of let you know our thinking. Uh, yeah, just go to the website, request the free report, get on the list. We don't call you. We don't bother you uh, at all. 
you're just on the Max Out Savings Report list. It comes out once, sometimes twice a month, letting you know. We send some out a couple times a month trying to keep you updated what was happening to coronavirus. We're on top of it ahead of most other people. And so if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also call us and hear us. It's a live show here in Houston, Texas, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Oh, and by the way, the Sunday show, uh, we, we, we replay Sunday. There's such a demand for the show now. Uh, you can't call in then. But you can call in now, 713-339-1070. Where do we go from here? That's an interesting point. And a couple things I want to talk about. Looking at the NASDAQ has had a big recovery. The Dow has recovered some of it. Uh, the S&P recovered about 62, 63% of the, of the decline so far in the S&P 500. That's an important number. It's something called the Fibonacci number that a lot of technical people look at. The markets really struggled to get above that level. It broke a little bit above that level earlier this week and then kind of dropped back at the end of the week. And so there's a lot of resistance up there. Looking at the NASDAQ, and I've got some more thoughts on the NASDAQ later on, but it's interesting. If you draw a line back to where the NASDAQ is, the NASDAQ peaked right. Do you have a question? Hi, uh, I'm calling a faithful listener. Your program is really great. Uh, I've been advised by somebody that I guess Bitcoin is taking off in Africa, the value. What do you think about, you know, uh, buying some Bitcoin now and maybe with some a little bit of gold and silver just to kind of uh, beef up that side of the portfolio? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I really, I, I'm not, we've not really participated in, in the Bitcoin uh, and, you know, part of this, we actually know someone that got caught in the Mount Gox situation and, and lost a bunch of money with, with the Bitcoin. But look, there's a lot of smart people that think the Bitcoin is, is, is going to do well in here. It, 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 it's a way to get away from the Federal Reserve, which is printing money. It also allows you to move money around uh, without a trace. And this is hugely popular. I think it's very valuable. People, I think, I think uh, we're going to expand upon what's happening in China and Hong Kong later in the show. So I think there's going to be a demand for Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin moves higher just because of that. I, I think there's uh, people are desperate to try to get away from the Federal Reserve. Uh, and, and, and the same thing, what precious metals, we like the precious metals uh, in here, uh, could get a little pullback. But uh, uh, the precious metals, the gold, the silver, they're going higher. And probably the Bitcoin, it, 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 if you look at it, uh, it, it, this stuff is really correlated to the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve is in there right now and done an enormous amount of money printing. And, and, and so that's my answer there. Okay. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Okay. That, and by the way, I'm going to expand upon gold and silver here a little later in the show uh, as well. And so, but interesting thing is on the NASDAQ, if you draw a horizontal line, the NASDAQ, it goes right back to the, to, to the peak. It peaked just about right where the top was in January, right around January 25th. Okay. And then the market went down some, the NASDAQ, and then it went up to new highs. Now the market, the NASDAQ has not gone to new highs, but that first peak is very important because what is that? That's when People started understanding the coronavirus. That's when it was, uh-oh, what's going on in China? And that dropped the market. And then into February, uh, as we were talking about the dangers of the coronavirus, the market kept going up throughout through about mid, almost three weeks into February, and then fell apart. And, 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 and so what happened is, the NASDAQ is now to where it was right before the coronavirus came out. And what happened is once it started coming out, there was a school of thoughts that said, will you buy the U.S. market now because we'll be safe from the coronavirus? We said we didn't think that was going to be the case, but the market went up. And so the market, the NASDAQ, I think it is a much tougher resistance level than people really understand. But i tell you what, we're going to talk some more about this in the markets in general, uh, what's happening next, some interesting things with uh, – 
Talk about IRAs here uh, right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Talking savings, investments, and your retirement. That was a little Hayes Carl. And uh, the market, as, as we're talking about, the, the NASDAQ, it's an interesting point, is right back to where it was before people just started understanding the coronavirus was coming out. Market dropped off a little bit, the NASDAQ, and then it shot back up three weeks into February and collapsed. Uh and, and so there was kind of a fake out breakout to suck everybody in, and 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 so we're up near a lot of resistance. So what, what do we do from here? And I, th- I th- look, there's a lot of talk out there. Just follow the Fed. The Federal Reserve has effectively taken over pricing of the corporate bond market. That's a very important point. We're no longer in a free market in the corporate bond market. The Federal Reserve is coming in. They're buying hundreds of billions of dollars of bonds a week. They're buying corporate bond ETFs, which is against the law, but they found a paper, they papered away, put, they're backing a treasury fund, which is doing it. And so we're losing price discovery there. And, and that's very important because we're not sure what's going to happen and how it's going to happen because we really don't, we're not getting true price discovery in the markets. And they put an enormous amount of money in into the system. They've grown their balance sheet from about uh, let me see here from from about four point one six to seven trillion dollars. So they've added almost three trillion dollars in the last two two and a half months, which is okay. So two point eight trillion dollars. What is two point eight trillion dollars? That's a tough one to figure out. Well, let me let me give you some uh, point of reference. A quarter of wages in the United States, three months of, of wages and salaries are $2.2 trillion. So they put more money in in less than three months than all the American workers in the United States got paid. 
I'm going to repeat that. The Federal Reserve in the last April, wait, March, April, May. Okay, in the last three months, the Federal Reserve has put more money into the economy, in, into buying of bonds and pushing, in, increasing their balance sheet than all of the workers in the United States have made. And so what this means is work in the United States is becoming increasingly irrelevant because why should people work when they, the Federal Reserve can just print money? Let's say we give everybody a 5% raise. You know, so what does that work out to be? You know, 100 million, uh, you know, a little 100, 110, 105, 110 million dollars for the quarter more income coming. Well, who the hell cares about that when you can jump, dump in 2.8 trillion dollars in, into the economy? So work is becoming irrelevant with the Federal Reserve. That's a very important point. And, and so what's happening is is the Federal Reserve is overwhelming the entire economy with the money, and this is going to end badly eventually. And so understand. So I'm just going to repeat that just so everyone understands that the Federal Reserve's balance sheet has increased 2.8 trillion dollars since since the, the start basically of the coronavirus situation. They put more money in buying bonds and different types of things, increasing their balance sheet than the American people earned during the entire quarter. And, and, and that's, that's very disturbing, and it's going to have long-term consequences. So what happened? Yeah, okay. You had a question for us. Yes, good morning, Ted. Morning. Uh, yes, I, uh, I just had a couple of questions here. I just thought, uh, number one, do you foresee uh, an infrastructure bill being passed uh, before elections, number one? And then number two, uh, as the recovery starts to gain steam, what industry sectors would you be looking at in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, possible investment? Okay, that, that's a good uh uh, the look, I think we. I, I've been thinking we're going to get an infrastructure bill, but keep in mind, we're, the the uh, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats want a huge state bailout of another trillion dollars. So it's becoming increased. The the infrastructure part is 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 going a little further away. I think the infrastructure is going to pay out. Is how do we recover? If we looks like we're going to start recovering pretty well, then the infrastructure comes out. What I'm suspecting is the infrastructure bill will come out late this year, maybe toward the election, and, and possibly into next year is what I'm looking for. Uh, as far as what sectors look, I think the, some of these infrastructure sectors are a good place to be uh, in here. Uh, I, I think the chemicals. We're on pullbacks, chemicals, specialty chemicals. Uh, I, I think because more of those are going to have to be produced in the United States. I think some types of manufacturing companies, I, I think more stuff is going to have to be manufactured in the United States, and I think some of these companies could gain from that. Uh, I, 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 I'm not as big a fan of the tech sector uh, because I think it's overvalued. So, so those are uh, the technology. Uh, there's some some uh, 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 some types of sensors, robotics. That's the other sector, yeah, and those are the ones we're looking at on, on a pullback in here. Uh, taking that one step further, uh, on the international front, are there any countries that you think are in better shape than others in terms of of this recovery as things start to open up? Wow, that's a good question. I mean, honest, it's uh, yeah. I mean, it, there's a like, lot of it, say like Latin there's a lot America of people, or, or the Far East. Look, or, Latin America right now, you have to be real careful. Of, Latin America is, is really the coronavirus is sweeping through there at an enormous rate, and the problem is is there's nothing they can do. They don't have a Federal Reserve can throw that rain money from the sky. They don't have a medical. They have a very poor medical. Uh, coverage they 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 can't i mean they can't stop people from working because people will starve i mean I, I read some stories in in i think it was ecuador and peru and places like that i mean that some of the venezuelans came over there because they're fleeing a maduro and they're starving nobody can make any money and these people are begging on the street and, and there's there's bodies in the streets in some of these countries i mean it is not a good situation at all in in Latin America, uh, because they just don't have the ability 
to, to fight this, so they're just going to have to ride it through. I, I think some of the Asian countries, uh, Vietnam, uh, possibly we have to see how Japan, those type of countries that can profit from moving offshoring supply chains from China because the, the China situation is looking like it's going to be pretty bad. And you don't see much in the way of opportunity over in Europe at all, correct? Uh, I think Europe's going to have some banking issues in the next couple months. I, I think you've got to wait and see. I think some of the big cap companies that are more stable, some manufacturing companies with good balance sheets, I think yeah, they could be I, okay. Yeah, I was we, We're mostly like sticking to the United States for now, but we're looking at some emerging country and, and, uh, it, going forward. Uh, but the valuations out there uh, is really in the smaller manufacturing sector. Now, right now, look, I got to tell you, right now, uh, we 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 put some hedges on over the last couple of weeks. We put another hedge on about two days ago, two or three days ago. Uh, I I think the market is topping in here, and so uh, I wouldn't be buying anything right now. Right, so. right. No, I agree. I agree. Okay, Ted. Well, I appreciate the insight. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think some of those, going back to the infrastructure, take a look at some of those infrastructure companies. I think there's some pretty interesting ones out there at pretty good values. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that, that's really shocking out there, if you look at the technology companies, the valuations are, are just extraordinary, uh, as we've talked about on the show. And, and I, I came across a chart of the Russell 1000 value index versus the Russell uh, 1000 index. It, it, it's at record lows, which means valuation is at record lows compared, values at record lows compared to growth. And we've been hearing about this for a while. But if you dig in and look at some of these companies, I'll give an example. If you look at, at Wayfair, which is a furniture company over the internet, they have a $17 billion valuation on it. $17 billion. And but if you look at someone like Ethan Allen, they have like a $300 million valuation. Now, they're not the same companies, but Ethan Allen can have – they can set up their own internet thing and compete to some extent. But it just shows you the disconnect out there. There's a lot of companies. If you look at companies that have some brick and mortar, they're giving – the valuations are just almost not even there. And if you look at the valuation in the same type of business on the on, on, in the cloud – it's 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 extraordinary, and so what we have in this country, which goes back to what I was saying earlier, is we're no longer valuing factories, we're no longer valuing plant equipment stores. There's there's no we're giving no value to that at all in the stock market, it, and yet we're giving massive valuation to companies in the cloud that are just acting as middlemen, and they're giving extraordinary valuations. And so I think I think. The valuations is looking for stocks that have plant equipment stores and finding the value, finding the guys that have come back because they're they're giving no valuation to this. The, the, the market, what the Federal Reserve did is is they basically shifted the whole world, the, the United States capital structure, all in to the into the cloud, into the internet, into the into the tech companies, into extraordinary valuations because there's so much money you've got to put in mega cap valuations to suck that to take that money in, and 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 everyone's going into that to get the liquidity. And what they did is they devalued working people, they devalued corporate, they devalued plant and equipment, they devalued stores, storefronts, and they devalued real estate. With, with with their actions, and I don't think they really understand. I don't believe they really understand uh, the market. I think you got I think they've got thousands of PhDs up there, probably got over a thousand economists and stuff. But I don't think they really understand. So the valuations are going to be in some of these the these stocks going forward, and and I think the the tech sector is is, is wildly overvalued. But and if you compare, I go again. Ethan Allen, three hundred million dollar market cap. Fifteen, sixteen billion for Wayfair, and in, in, uh, that's extraordinary. And so, so the disconnect out there is, is uh, anytime you look at these different charts, be it Russell one thousand value versus Russell one thousand index versus value versus growth. Anytime you look at any of those things out there, uh, small cap versus big cap. Anytime you look at those, it's always the same chart. 
it always goes back to 1999, and, and, and which is the tech bubble. It, it, all of them look that way. And if you sit and you, you analyze what's going on there, there's an enormous amount of stock trading. Uh, two, thing, two things have happened that have really pushed up a lot of these real hot stocks out there. One of them is this, the stay home and everybody got locked out. Well, they're sitting around. They're working all day. But, but keep in mind, most of their computers at the house aren't the company computers. Or they, if they are the company computers, they got a, the, their own computer sitting next to them. So if they get bored, they go check on their stocks or they do something else or they trade stock. The second thing that happened is, is that com- now you don't pay uh, a trading fee in most cases, or it's a buck or two. It's some ridiculously low number, so they can trade back and forth all day long and pay no commissions. And so you've got an enormous amount of trading, uh, and everyone's in the same really hot stocks. They're they're running up and down. And, and again, very similar to 1999. So so the value I think over the next next couple years is going to be the big winner. I think the market is overvalued now, and and, and I think it's I think we're going to have. Uh, I, I think you're looking for a pullback, as we said. Now, the talk out there is, look, don't fight the Fed. Okay, do what the Fed says. And, and like most of corporate America's or most of a lot of the, the big bond funds are all fought buying exactly what the, the Fed is about to buy. They buy ahead of them, and then they go up a little bit, and they sell to the Federal Reserve. And, and this, I mean, this is a lesson they learned from 2008. Don't fight the Fed. If the Fed says – what they're going to do is they're going to push down rates. Then you, you go further out the curve or you buy or, or they're buying one sector of government bonds and you buy the corporate bonds and then and you kind of work out the risk curve. OK, well, that's happening. But let's listen to see what the Fed is really saying here recently. OK, so don't fight the Fed. The Fed just, as we talked about earlier, spent two point seven trillion dollars. Uh, 2.87 trillion, almost 2.9, almost 3 trillion dollars in the last three months. Let's see what they're saying now. Uh, Chairman Powell the other day, the economy, it, the economy has been hit by an exceptional shock. It's wildly unclear where it goes from here. Uh, uh, looking at some other things out there, we have a whole new level of uncertainty from another Fed governor. Downturn without the I think this is Powell downturn without modern precedent is either Powell or Calerida a downturn without modern precedent uh, looking out uh, Bernard uh, air, uh, it's unprecedented okay uncertainty uh, unprecedented in modern times it, 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 these these are some of the things that these people are saying that uh, no, an emergency, Bernard said, emergency unprecedented in modern times. So the Fed, and, it's, and they're saying it's going to take a while to get. The Fed is not saying, hey, blue skies from here, it's up and away. The Fed is like warning. They're saying, hey, we might have to do more things. We need a stimulus program. And so why is the Fed talking down the market or the outlook? And the answer is, is they clearly think, Two things. The economy is much worse than people realize. Uh, keep, keep in mind, we just had another two, two million, uh, one, one and a half to two million people uh, uh, file unemployment benefits. It's, it's over 30 million people have filed unemployment benefits, uh, 14, almost 15 percent unemployment. These are really bad numbers. We've got enormous numbers of businesses shut down. Unprecedented in modern times is what the Fed is saying. And what they're trying to communicate is they're nervous that the stock market has run up like it has when you have such a horrible economy, and they're concerned about that. And they also know as long as the stock market's booming, there's going to be no stimulus package because why should we spend another trillion or two? Things seem to be pretty good according to the stock market. And so I think you have to be careful because the Federal Reserve is throwing off warning signs. It's very rare. It's very rare you see the Federal Reserve talking down or saying, hey, I mean, statements like unprecedented uh, downturn, I mean, a downturn without precedent, modern precedent, uh, exceptional uh, economic shock. Okay, that's fine. And that's saying, okay, she said, well, Ted, that's in the past. We got a lockdown, so he's right. But then he makes a statement, wildly unclear, the outlook. And so it's like, whoa, whoa, what is that? He's saying we're not sure where this is going, and they and what they're trying to telegraph is, hey, this economy was hit by a very substantial shock. 
we're not super comfortable with the outlook going forward, and so maybe the market is too high. So when they say listen to the Fed, people might want to listen to what they said this week. They all came out in unison talking down the economy, and and I think it's something that bears watching. And this is one of the reasons why we've gotten additionally cautious in here. Now, I'll tell you what, we're going to come up here in a quick break. you got any questions or comments, you can give us a call here, 713-339-1070. But came across some more interesting things we're going to discuss here about the outlook, where to go, from here, uh, and, and and we look, we're looking at maybe reducing precious metals uh, a little bit. Uh, Thursday, Friday didn't do it. Something happened. What was it? We'll talk about it right after the quick break on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. The uh, going over this is the last segment of the show. So you can call in if you want seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. A couple thoughts. Uh, I wanted to run just remind people uh, a couple things. The RMDs for for twenty twenty have been suspended due to the coronavirus emergency, so you don't have to take your RMD this year, which is good news. And we have uh, a lot of clients that take them. Some take them monthly. Some of them don't like taking them. Uh, and so this is an opportunity you don't have to take them, which is which is a good thing. The other thing is uh, keep in mind uh, one of the things that they changed up is if you inherit an IRA or a Roth IRA, it's 10 years. We've had some of those which we've been processing, and it's you have to take the money out over a 10-year time frame. And so that changed. It used to be stretched out a lot longer so, so now you're going to have to do a little more planning, which is, isn't that hard. <clears throat> you can just take take it out of one account and put it in another IRA or, or, or your 401k. But so it takes a little bit more planning with inherited IRAs and inherited Roths nowadays uh, just because of the change. That was the SECURE Act, I believe, is what it is that changed that recently. And then the, the uh, emergency uh, coronavirus bills they change, then uh, we no longer have to take the RMD uh, for IRAs in, in different types of programs this year. So that's a little bit of good news there. Uh, it's not good news about having to take out 10 years because we'd prefer to keep the, 
the inherited IRAs and just grow the money over the long term. But it is what it is. Um, we're talking earlier about the uh, precious metals. Look, one of our, our thinkings, one of our big trends is is the precious metal sector. Looking at it, it it's moved up pretty nicely. We look at, looking at the past, looking at the past uh, on the on the the gold and silver, they really they moved up quite nicely in 2008 after initially selling off, and then uh, once the Fed said they were going to do whatever it takes to keep the economy going, the Federal Reserve just like they did. The silver went up for 30 months. Gold went up for 36 months. Very big rallies. I think you're going to see the same thing, probably in a more uh, uh, compressed fashion going forward. And so we like the sector. Again, the Fed just spent $2.8 trillion. And what is 3.3 almost $2.9 trillion? As an example, three months of wages during the same time frame was $2.2 trillion. So, so this is going to be this is going to be you know bullish for precious metals. They, they've had a big run up, and, and so we're trying to figure we're maybe we're looking at maybe reducing a little bit. Uh, just, uh, just and what happened was we started looking. Uh, China had a legislative session this week, and they passed some draconian uh, laws regarding Hong Kong that, that's going to change the rule of law in Hong Kong. It's eliminating. Uh, Cutting back on the rule of law, it's also eliminating freedoms, and and this is a big deal. And and and, and so you go, Ted, what does it have to do with gold and silver? The, the problem is, is this is kind of the final straw. People now understand China is going to move to take over Hong Kong. H- Hong Kong is one of the world's major financial centers. It has special benefits. They, it's part of the World Trade Organization. It, they have special benefits. They don't have to do the tariffs. They, there's all types of things in place at most face, favored nation status for the U.S. to try to help them facilitate trade. And so they have all these benefits. Well, if China takes them over, then we're going to have to possibly remove some of those. But if China takes it over, the Hong Kong people know it's the end or a beginning of the end uh, for for Hong Kong. And uh, and this is really a tough situation because it looks like the United States might put sanctions on over this. Uh, the, the, the Chinese made a deal back in Oh, when was it? 19, uh, 1985, 86, 89, 1989, that, that for a 50-year deal, yeah, 1989, 50-year deal, that there was going to be one country, basically uh, two laws. And, and now they're reneging on the deal, like they seem to renege on everything in China. And, and, and this is a shock. They feel they can get away with this now because of the rest of the world is 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 is, stuck, is battling the coronavirus, and this has really upset the the U.S. administration on both sides. And so the danger here is there's something called the Hong Kong peg. This is this is the price for the last 36 years. They price the Hong Kong dollar at about seven at about 7.8. Uh, Hong Kong dollars per one dollar U.S. and 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 what's ha- it, it's been reasonably strong, and I think people are are, are are converting the Chinese yuan to the Hong Kong dollar. And I think what's going to happen is right now people have seen what's happening with 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 this new law that just passed. This is going to lead to capital flight from Hong Kong. Hong Kong has an enormous amount of leverage in the system. They have an enormous amount. I think they have like 300% of GDP for leverage, for corporate leverage, which is in the United States is about 100%. And now the money is going to start fleeing. They're going to have a hard time breaking that peg. Okay, this is what we talked about uh, holding the peg. This is what we talked about. We said we thought we'd see some currency crises. This is a big deal. If that if that peg goes, it's going to destabilize a lot of the financial sector around the world. And this is something we want to watch. And this is why gold was and silver was about to sell down, and then it started getting a bid on Friday. And so we want to watch this closely. This could affect some of the markets. If you look at Hong Kong, Hong Kong was down 5.6%, and Shanghai fell 2% on this news. Our markets kind of ignored it. I think it's a very big story. Uh, I think this is a huge shock. And in Hong Kong is a major financial center that that could destabilize in here, and so this is something we want to watch in here closely. 
So anyway, uh, that's got to do. And this, you know, you say that the Chinese might try to hold it. Well, the Chinese, if you look at their currency reserves, they went from about 4.2 trillion a number of years back, dropped to around 3 trillion, has mysteriously held that. I don't think they've got the three trillion dollars worth of reserves. It, and somewhere at probably 2.5 trillion is the amount of reserves they just need to function as a country, according to the IMF, uh, 2.4 something like that. So they're in danger on this, and this is going to lead to more capital flight. And what we're seeing is China is turning into a hardline authoritarian, authoritarian communist country that that nobody saw. I don't think I'll say nobody, but I think a lot of people did not see it coming. We have a huge amount of our corporate. Uh, companies in America that have put their supply chains in China, they're now trouble. That supply chain could shut down. They're scrambling to get out. Again, this is more uncertainty. Now, the good news is if we can get the supply chains coming back to the United States, that's going to be a pretty good thing. But for now, it's an additional level of uncertainty. Tell you what, if anyone has any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. This is the last segment of the show here. Another sip of coffee. Uh, so, so looking out, what 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 we're again looking at some of these markets. The Nasdaq and the S and P are both against big time resistances. The Nasdaq is right where it where it peaked right as soon as the virus when people started recognize the virus is going to come out. It went a little higher as the virus was spreading across China and China was being shut down. But but I think that was like a bull trap up there. And so that's it. And then looking at the S&P 500, again, huge resistance. We've talked about this resistance now for 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 a number of weeks now. If you look at the, the market, basically over the last month, the S&P 500 has gone nowhere. It's the same place it was. And so you've got sort of a triple top in here with a lot of resistance. And, and you've got very expensive stocks. And at the same time, as we talked earlier in the show, the Federal Reserve is throwing up warning signs about this economy. And this is, again, you know, to quote Chairman Powell, it's an exceptional, uh, exceptional shock. The economy under hit an exceptional shock. I mean, the uh, another one, uh, basically, it's, it's uh, unprecedented in recent times, according to a Fed uh, governor over there. Look, I mean, that basically what they're saying is we've not seen these type of numbers since the Depression. And Depression was a little resistant, different, but it was much longer lasting. I mean, this is going to come up some, but it's not going to come up as quickly as people think. And the markets, I think, are really ahead of themselves. So the Fed is talking about putting more money in, and this is going to be bullish again for the precious metals, more likely commodity. I think you're going to see more of these commodities go up. Uh, in in here, uh, oil we we saw oil moved up to thirty two, thirty three dollars. So we're starting to see some recovery on that. And 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 the question is, you know, where does it go from here? I, I think it it, it kind of holds up at thirty three for a while, and then we have to see. But if people get back more driving, what look what you're likely to see this summer? Here's the good news on oil: is the economy is going to start opening up. I, I saw in Houston. In Harris County, they had three new coronaviruses uh, yesterday or the day before, and ten, to, you know, thirty-three the day before. But that one, I think, and then ten before that. But you're seeing a big drop off. Well, people are deciding where do they go on vacation. Well, they can get on an airplane, but I don't think most people want to get an airplane. But they will get in the car and drive somewhere. So I think you're going to see a lot more driving, and this could be good for gasoline. I, I think you're going to see a lot more driving, and this could start propelling up the price. China's been buying a lot of oil, and that's pushing it up. They're, they're filling their stockpiles at these rock-bottom cheap prices. So we'll have to just see. You know, We'll see where things go from here overall. But, but you know, for right now, I, I, I think you do want to be cautious. Uh, as, as we talked about, uh, I, I, I think you want to wait for the pullback you know, wait for the market to come in more because it's very uncertain times. I mean, it, it, it's really fascinating to read some of the big. If if you if you read some of the the the, the big uh, uh, research houses reports, typically the banks, Bank of America, City, Goldman, they, oh, they're coming out. A lot of them are coming out. Look, 
This economy took a huge hit. It's going to take time. If you listen to what President Trump said, President Trump is the most optimistic because it's he – look, he's the leader of the United States of America. He has to be optimistic. I mean people attack him all the day long. The, you know, the mainstream media, they can't stand the guy, and they just harangue every time he tries to be optimistic. He says, which going to get better? And, they, and CNN and New York Times rush out stories how it's not. But look, it is getting better. We are recovering. People are going back to work at the building. I'm seeing more people in our building now. The road, there was actually, I had to go through a traffic jam coming in. I was very disappointed. Uh, things are coming back, but it, it's going to take some time. And, and that's what the big banks are saying. It's going to take next year, uh, later this year, it's going to pick up more and more into the, ne- into the year and into next year. President Trump said, well, probably we're not going to get back to normal till 2021. He said it's going to pick up slowly and then really accelerate probably in the fourth quarter. And, and, and so uh, I, I, I think it's going to pick up in the summer. Once people see that the virus starts going away, I, I think people are being, they're being very good. They're wearing their masks. They're social distancing. That's going to cut down that R-naught factor. This is something, by the way, back in January on this show, we were talking about an R-naught factor. Nobody even knew what an R-naught factor was. We were saying, hey, I think this thing might be 3.4. H- who said it? 3.4 to uh, 1.8 to 3 to 1.8 to 2.4. I thought it could be closer to three. I think we were probably more right. I honestly, I just tried to you know put together what I was reading out there, but but that are not fucked. Every time you wear a mask, every time you wash your hands with with germicide, those protect you. So anyway, coming up here on the end of the show, uh, if you need some help, would you have a question? Okay, go ahead. Coming at the end of the show. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, uh, quick thing. Uh, if you haven't signed up for the free Max Out Saving Report, we write a lot about this in the Max Out Saving Report. We're going to be writing about the Hong Kong dollar peg under, so you can better understand it. Go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. If you need help with your retirement, your IRA rollover, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market and do a lot of risk analysis to protect you. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. I'd like to help you out. And sign up for that free report. And until then, remember the motto and philosophy to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. We'll see you next week. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer.